Does betrayal trauma really affect the brain? Is there really such a term as trauma brain, or is it something that's been coined among survivors of betrayal trauma? I want to kind of dive into that today and really explore how trauma actually affects your brain when you've suffered from betrayal. Hey beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault. And this pain, it'll never go away. Until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Welcome back to the show, beautiful. You know, when we have suffered betrayal trauma, we know that there are things that have changed in our lives, in our bodies, in our minds, in our surroundings. But a lot of times we're really wondering, is this thing going on in my brain? Is it defective now? Am I ever going to heal from it? Will things go back to normal? Well, when I came across this study, I thought it was great information to share with you because I want to give you hope. Yes, trauma actually changes our brain. It affects our body and we have to know this in order to heal. Any type of trauma actually can affect your brain or your body. It can be maybe a severe car accident or a natural disaster. Maybe it's war like combat or domestic violence, sexual abuse. Um, It can definitely be betrayal trauma, right? These things affect our brain and our bodies and it causes change. We've actually seen that every cell in your body is affected. Your cells actually record memories and it actually causes a repeated reactivity within your body and your brain. In other words, you find yourself looping, looping thoughts, looping the way you react to things. And it's because your cells have memories they've recorded. The book, The Body Keeps the Score, is actually right on target with this one. 
And you know, we have seen that there are imprints or small glitches in our body and in our brains. This is, causes us to have repeated disruptive dreams. Maybe our mood is all over the place. Maybe we can't function properly. We have impaired function. The smallest of details that we used to be able to do day to day are a very huge struggle for us. Maybe our jobs have been interfered with, our friendships, our relationships. Nonetheless, trauma is affecting us at a deep level. Now, in order for us to begin recovery from this, we have to recognize how trauma actually affects the brain and some of the symptoms that it can actually create. So there are three parts to our brain. Our brain is known as the triune brain. And this was introduced by a physician and a neuroscience uh, neuroscientist, Paul McLean. And he broke it down into three parts of the brain, the reptilian part of the brain, which is the brainstem, um, the mammalian part of the brain, which is the midbrain or the limbic part of the brain, and then the neomillian part of the brain or the forebrain, the cortex. And I know that's a lot of scientific words, but hang tight with me. So let's talk about that reptilian part of the brain, that brainstem. Now that's the innermost part of the brain that's responsible for your survival, your instincts, your autonomic body processes, right? This is the oldest part of the brain, the part of the brain that really um, was designed or created first when you were in your mother's womb. This was created for survival. God created us fearfully and wonderfully made, put this part in our brain so that if we were being chased by a bear and we needed to get to safety very quickly, that part of our brain would kick in and by instinct, we would go into fight or flight so that we could become safe and get away from danger. Now, that mid part of the brain, this part processes your emotions, and this conveys sensory relays. This is where memories are housed, um, your emotions are housed. So these, the, both of these parts of the brain develop first. Usually, uh, you'll see this development within the first six years of a child's life. That's when these are really kicking into gear, right? Then we look at the forebrain, the most highly evolved part of the brain, and this area is the outer area that controls cognitive processing. This is where you're able to make decisions. This is where learning takes place, memory, and um, you know all your functions, your rationale, right? This is where uh, you are able to articulate your words well. I know many times when I'm working with my clients, they're like, Lisa, um, my part of my brain that thinks, um, that reasons well, that understands, that can articulate, why isn't it working? Well, this is because that part of your brain's been hijacked due to trauma and the older parts of your brain have taken over so that you can survive. It's recognized danger, it senses the trauma, and this is what happens. So during that traumatic experience, again, that reptilian part of the brain takes control. It shifts the body into a reactive mode, okay? And it's in high gear. 
It shuts down all non-essential body and mind processes. The brainstem orchestrates survival mode. That's exactly what's going on. And during this time, that's when the sympathetic nervous system increases stress hormones and prepares your body to go into that fight-flight mode to get you to safety. Now, that's a great thing when you're being chased by a bear. It's not a great thing when you get stuck in it for long periods of time. That's not how it was designed to work. It was for immediate response, and then it was supposed to calm itself back down so we can get back to normal living, right? And in a normal situation, when immediate threat ceases, the parasympathetic nervous system, it shifts the body into restorative mode. This is how God designed it. And this process reduces the stress hormones that have kind of kicked into gear, and it allows the brain to shift back to normal, top down. All right, so this is the normal response. This is how God designed it when we are in immediate danger. Again, we were never meant to stay stuck in this mode. Well, when trauma hits, and for those, usually they say the 20 percenters of trauma survivors, when they go on to stay stuck in their trauma and they develop symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder or chronic post-traumatic stress disorder, then that's when an unmitigated experience of anxiety related to that trauma kicks into gear. The shift from that reactive, responsive mode never occurs. In other words, you stay stuck in survival. You never come back to a calm state. Your brain never gets back into a restorative mode. Instead, that reptilian part of the brain, primed to threat and supported by a dysregulated activity, well, it holds you in a constant reactive state. This is what we call hypervigilance or hyperreactive mode. Well, this beautiful can cause you to shut down over a period of time. Now, what's happening when your brain is in that trauma brain state or dysregulated, so to speak, right? Your nervous system is dysregulated. Your brain is definitely dysregulated. What is going on during this time? Well, this is where we see symptoms of intrusive thoughts. You know, those are the things that are unwanted memories or looping thoughts of D-Day or some of the things you might have seen or some of the things you heard about the betrayal. Maybe this is where the shame and the blame and the persistent negativity kicks into gear. Definitely hypervigilance, right? This is where you're startled with everything. Your body's constantly scanning the environment, looking for danger all over the place. Or it could be avoidance, where your emotional state is really avoiding everything. You want to kind of shut down. You, you don't want to deal with any of it. These cause confusing symptoms for those of us who've been through betrayal, especially when we don't understand what in the world's wrong with me. I'm, I'm out of control. My mind and my body's not working correctly. What, what is wrong? What's going on? Well, beautiful, this is where 
uh, you might rage. You might have bouts of tears, shortness of breath. I know that was a huge one for me. I could not catch my breath. My heart rate was through the roof. I um, was constantly what I call quaking. I know some people call it shaking, but I deem the word quaking because it was more than a shake. Like my body felt like it was in its own earthquake. You could visibly see me quaking. This is also where you could suffer memory loss. Um, Your concentration tanks, right? You cannot, you're challenged with anything you have to concentrate on. Maybe you're dealing with sleep issues, nightmares. Uh, Maybe for you, you're struggling with um, actually not just memory loss, but finding things. I know there was an instance for me where I was looking for my phone, I was looking for my glasses and my keys, and I was telling my daughter about it. And I said, I don't know where these things are. And all of a sudden I hear her say, Mom, you're on the phone with me. (laughs) I literally was looking for my phone and my phone was in my hand and I was talking to my daughter on the phone. Then when I looked in the mirror, I found my glasses on the top of my head and lo and behold, my keys were in my hand. This is how trauma affects our brain when we've been traumatized due to betrayal. So the problem is you can't just get over this. You actually need time. You need help. And you need the opportunity to discover your healing journey so that you can get to recovery, get to a better place. So after your brain goes through this kind of trauma, there are biological changes that actually take place. And the impact of these changes are especially exacerbated by three major brain functions of dysregulations. Now, let me tell you those really quick overstimulated amygdala. Remember, that's that place in the brain that's responsible for survival once again, all right? It's also tagging memories with emotion. And after trauma, that part of your brain can get caught up in that high alert state, that hypervigilant state. So it's actively looping, constantly looking for perceived threat over and over and over again. Then the second one is an underactive hippocampus. And this is where there's an increase in that stress hormone. And it kills cells in that part of your brain. And it renders it less effective in making the connections necessary for memory to actually consolidate so that you can file your memories away in a normal fashion. This interruption actually keeps both your body and your mind stimulated in a reactive mode so that it can't calm itself. Then there is the ineffective variability. And this is where there's the constant elevation of the stress hormone again, interfering with your body's ability to regulate itself. Your sympathetic nervous system remains in that hypervigilant state, leading to fatigue in your body and you notice that now your adrenals start to shut down. This is exactly what happened to me. I was in this state for about a year. And after being in this state for a year, 
my adrenals shut down, my endocrine system tanked, my heart was overstressed, and I ended up in the hospital. Beautiful, this is what actually can happen when we don't deal with the trauma that we've experienced. So how can we start to heal from this? Well, while the changes to your brain can seem disastrous <laughs> and it can, you know, seem like, my goodness, I'm never going to get back to normal ever again. Will my brain function properly again? Will I ever be able to relax? Will I ever be able to have my memories uh, back into tack again? You know, will my nervous system begin to uh, regulate itself? Can I restore my body back to a calm state? The key to achieving a state of neutrality and then healing lies in helping to reprogram your body, and your mind. You heard me right. It's about working collectively together with your body, your mind, and your spirit. It's all three beautiful. Jesus healed the whole person, not just one part, but the entire person. Now, your brain and your body they kind of collaborate in a natural feedback, right? They process each other and they help each other. So how can you move forward into healing naturally so that you can get to a better place? Well, there are a few ways. One is called neuro-linguistic programming or NLP. This is a type of brain rewiring modality that helps your brain to now get out of the negative loop and reframe to a positive place so that there is a release of the grip of the trauma. You actually get to reframe things. Thus, you can also have things like somatic experiencing. This is where you're working with your body. Tension and trauma release exercises. There are different breathing techniques that can help the vagal nerve to actually reset and release so now your mind and your body can recalibrate to normalcy. So there are so many different modalities that we have today that we are just tapping into to help our body and our brain and our spirit reconnect together. But this is what I want you to hear me say today. Everyone's journey of healing is unique. God made you unique. You're an individual. There's no one size fits all. It is personal work. And yes, the same program might not work for everyone in the same way. That's why when I work with my clients, I really go through a gamut of modalities. We work on reprogramming the brain using NLP. We rewire, we reframe, we work on somatic techniques, we work on breathing techniques. We use all kinds of modalities to help the body and brain and we find what works for you because everyone is unique. At the end of the day, it's about exploring the different things, the different modalities, the different treatment options that are available to you so that you can heal and help your body do it 
in the way God intended. Now, at the end of the day, I'm all about doing it God's way. And I look at the fact that he healed the mind, body, and the spirit. And we connect ourselves with God, who is the ultimate healer. And together with him, partnering with him, we then work with the body and the brain to bring the whole person underneath his authority to step into our healing. That is where we find true freedom. And beautiful, I would be honored to help you do that, to help you find your path to healing God's way. And I do that by really introducing ourselves to one another through a 20-minute free consult. The link to do that is below in the show notes. Get yours today. Schedule yours with me. I'm taking new clients. I have just a few slots available for December and a few for uh, moving into 2024. And yes, we've got some more things coming available, but if you want to work with me one-on-one, grab that free consult to talk to me now to see if this is right for you. And it would be such an honor to meet you. So beautiful. I hope this helped you today. I know it was a lot of scientific stuff, but sometimes it kind of helps to understand it. So share this out with someone who needs it today. If you know someone who is dealing with trauma brain, this could be just what they are looking for. By all means, leave us a five-star review. We'd love to hear from you. And if there is something you would love for me to talk about on Beauty Beyond Betrayal, below in the show notes where it says, Ask Me, go click on that. Send me a message, and I would love to feature your message, your question on the broadcast, and answer it for you. Be blessed, and I can't wait to see you again soon. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.